A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. To maintain concrete relationships. A man that knows any food tastes better when deep-fried and served on a stick. This is the Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. Hey, good morning to you, and welcome aboard to the Midwest Farm Report. I hope that you had a great Christmas. It is the Monday after Christmas, and we are rounding the corner on 2020. And in fact, I think I can kind of see 2021 because this upcoming Thursday is already New Year's Eve, if you can believe it or not. We got a really great show for you this morning as Pam Yonke is going to join us in just a moment to talk about how you can take care of yourself during this time. And also something else that I want to point out. So obviously right now you're listening to us on the radio, but we have so many stories that we cover each and every day. We can't get them all on the air, but they can always be found online. That website is MidwestFarmReport.com. And if you want to join our email list, you can sign up for that by going to the website that I just mentioned, MidwestFarmReport.com. And at 5.30 a.m. every single morning, we will send you a roundup of the stories that you need to know to be successful on your operation. And trust me, it'll be an email that you actually want to read. Farm Director Pam Yonke joins us in just a moment. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. You know truck duallys, but have you thought about a dual career providing the ability to farm and work for great benefits? From farm implement parts to medical equipment to power tools, Signacast builds the things that help build America. Work shifts allow for 78 fewer days at work per year. Signacast is now hiring production and maintenance employees at their Hartford location, a clean, high-tech workplace. Build your future at Signacast.com slash careers. We are nearing the end of 2020, and as we look forward to 2021, there may be some resolutions that we want to keep in mind, including our physical and mental health. From the western end of the world's longest barn in La Crosse, I'm Caitlin Riley, and a lot of this past year has been talking about some of the challenges that those working in agriculture have faced, and we really want to make sure that 2021 is a time for us to be keeping top in mind our mental health resources available. And Pam, you've had the chance to chat with someone who really is an expert in this and can help guide those in agriculture to what they need to know. Seems like I've been talking to him a lot this year, Caitlin. You're right. Fabulous. Farm Bay Pam Yonke at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. John Schutzke, he's one of the professors in actually the biological engineering area on the UW-Madison campus, but he's also an extension specialist that has provided an awful lot of information and resources for folks all across the state all across the nation that matter that are trying to deal with the stress of being in agriculture during a pandemic let's face it family dynamics and family owned farms uh, have a little different set of circumstances that a lot of people are trying to work through and to your point caitlin what i'm finding out more and more is your mental health has a direct correlation and impact on your physical health. I talk more about that connection and knowing about our body chemistry and brain chemistry with John, and he gives us kind of a behind-the-scenes update you may not have realized and also some resources to look forward to. You know, we talk about stress a lot. The stress is obvious during certain times of the year, and I you know, I grew up on a farm in northwest Indiana. My dad was a cash grain farmer, and Man, I remember back in like September, October, when things would gear up for for the grain harvest, it was like, whoa, 
working 12, 18 hour days, seven days a week, um, no time to sit down and have a conversation with the family, no time to make it to church on Sunday in some, in some cases. And that stress, you know, that stress is stress that we all face from time to time in our jobs. But, you know, I think what, what also happens in farming is you've got this longer term, you're constantly dependent on the weather, the, you know, pe- people are very dependent on the politics and the policies, things happening in Washington, D.C., oftentimes beyond our control. And then you, like, you take pan- the pandemic and you layer that on top of it. And a lot of people are happy. I mean, this is, this is said to be like an introvert's dream to be able, for people who like working at home or aren't really social. But man, if you're, if you're a person, you've got younger, you know, your younger family, you've got kids at home, or you experience some type of a longer term chronic health condition that requires going into a clinic or a specialty care facility once a, once a month or once a week. This is really, really stressful for people. And I think the other thing that's stressful for a lot of our farming families is we don't necessarily have some of the same technology access, broadband in particular, high-speed internet. So if you've got kids at home that are trying to do schoolwork, I'm just talking with a lot of farm parents that are, that are at their wits end. And, and just to take it back to your question or your point, you know, we do worry about people who are under long-term chronic stress over a course of months or weeks. Um, it does it does take a toll on our health, and we need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves, taking care of our bodies, getting enough sleep, eating right, and, and doing some of those basic things that we may not find the time to do. You also point out that uh, you have been able to find, I mean, all of us are impacted one way or another with uh, this work situation, uh, social distancing, not seeing family that may be dear to us, things like that. And you have found people on the Internet, other resources that have helped you kind of channel that negativity into more positive feelings because identifying the stress and our mental challenges, that's only half the puzzle, John. Now we got to try to figure out how to guide them towards mental health. Yeah, and I think you're also referring a little bit, you know, I think a lot of us are quite involved in whether it's Facebook or other types of social media or just reaching out to to one another via whether it's a text message or an email or or picking up the old-fashioned phone and giving people a call. Um, That's important. And, and, you know, I've really learned the value of that. Getting up in the morning, I'm, I'm kind of working by myself. I'm used to traveling all over the state, all over the country, and and I really do miss that physical face-to-face, in-person interaction with people. But there are ways we can reach out and um, help each other, remind each other that we're there. Um, I know that there are a lot of people who are listening who are probably really missing uh, family members, especially if they live in another part of the state or another part of the country. Um, but we're, we're kind of all in it together. Um, I think one of the things, again, kind of bringing it back to the pandemic for really for for all your listeners it looks it does look like the lights at the end of the tunnel and it's it is that time to really kind of hunker down and at the same time be reaching out to be grateful for all all this opportunity that we do have in non-optimal ways like i i would rather see somebody face to face than than see a facebook post but but we do have some new forms of communication that can allow us to to maintain that closeness until hopefully until the clouds lift here in the springtime or summertime. So if I'm having a particularly blue period, um, and holidays unfortunately are known for that, John, do you have any suggestions aside from, you know, maybe just reaching out, what can we do, what resources are out there that maybe we've never thought about tapping into before? 
Yeah, and Pam, I think I think one thing to realize, I think, you know, everybody's going to go through some periods where you, you may have a day or two where you feel, you just feel down in the dumps or you just feel like, ah, when is this going to end or when are things going to get better? You know, we're all going to experience that. It is, though, more when it begins to have an, uh, a longer-term effect on your sleep, on your health. You might be gaining weight or losing a lot of weight, not eating right, detaching from the family. So one of the things just to, to note is like some of these feelings that we're all having are normal. But if you feel that, you know, they're, they're, this has gone a little bit beyond that and I need to, to get some help to get a hold of somebody, you know, if you're if you're actively farming, you know, one of the things that we have access to, we're very fortunate here in the state of Wisconsin to have access to the Department of Ag Farm Center, and they can, they can provide you with some referrals and support. In some cases, it's simply having a conversation with, uh, with a peer or one of their staff that's gone through some of these difficult times. In some cases, it's just, you know, having somebody to talk to. If you do find that it's affecting your health, um, one of the things that's become easier now, I think, with COVID is to, you know, put a call into your local, your primary health care provider. For most of us, that's the, you know, the local clinic or the regional clinic. There are opportunities now to do telehealth. So you, instead of having to drive in and go to a doctor's appointment, you may have a doctor's appointment, but it might all be by your smartphone. And I always tell people that's the place to start. You might be having trouble sleeping. It might be that you're doing too much caffeine or you've got some sleep apnea or um, some other type of underlying health condition that's contributing to the fatigue and, and feeling so down. Or I'm just going to say, you know, in some cases it could be depression. In those cases, it's really important to make that initial connection to your primary health care provider. Excellent suggestion. Again, if you're just joining us, this is John Shutsky. He's along with us, one of our University Extension staff members. He primarily works as far as farm safety, but I think we can all agree when it comes to the situation we're living in now, part of the safety of being in the rural community or in our agriculture community is taking care of your physical body and your mental well-being as well. John, I'm just out of curiosity. You mentioned we hopefully are seeing light at the end of the tunnel. Do you expect that we are going to have any uh, longer-lasting ramifications of being secluded, isolated, if you will, for more than 10 months? I mean, uh, will we be able to snap back? Is it a part of our physical, mental ability to uh, jump back into, quote-unquote, life as normal? Or will we feel some of the long-lasting ramifications of this? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. And, I, you know, it isn't, it isn't probably going to be something that on a certain date, whether that's in April or May or June or July, it's not like a light switch is going to go on. I think, our, I think life for us is going to come back to normal in ways that are almost, you know, they might even be a little bit hard to, to perceive. Um, and, I, yeah, I do think, you know, with, with young people in particular, with some of our kids, you know, a, year, a year's worth of isolation and being out of school for some of our kids. Um, with children, I think especially it is going to take some time to, to get back to normal. I will tell you, though, that that's why, you know, as soon as we're able to get back to life, whether it's school, church, going to the local coffee shop, hanging out with friends. Uh, like, I really look forward to going back to high school football games come fall. I mean, th- those are the kinds of things where people coming back together, it'll give us that sense of 
of normalcy. And I think it's okay to to not feel like the light switch is turned on and everything's back to normal. It's going to be a period of time. I guess I would also encourage people, we, we can talk a lot about stress as being a really negative, you know, bad thing that's horrible for our health or for our mental health. But stress is also kind of like a call to action. It's a call to make those connections with other people through through whatever means we can safely do so right now. It's also a time to change. I mean, I know that there are people who are, you know, they're going online. Watch, I've got a lot of students who are watching tons of YouTube videos, and they're learning so much right now. So even if you're not a, a high school or a college, a college kid, if you're, you know, like me, me or one of my parents, you know, take this time to learn, to grow, to connect, to reflect on all the the real, we have a lot of awesome stuff in our lives. We have, if we're farming, we've got the animals we're caring for. We've got the beauty of the land. We've got that sort of heritage that our, our parents or our grandparents have left us. And we know that that expression and thinking about all the things we're grateful for is something that's really healthy and that will help us then when we get through on the other side. Good point. It's all about your attitude and taking action. That's John Shutsky along with us, one of the University Extension staff that's spent an awful lot of time on t- online through social media trying to remind people to uh, take care of themselves both physically and mentally. Professor and Extension Specialist at UW-Madison. We'll have more resources posted at MidwestFarmReport.com if you want to pop over there as well. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. What weather is in store for the Midwest today? Stay tuned as ag meteorologist Stu Muck gives you the latest forecast in just moments, right here on the Midwest Farm Report. I'm Dr. Linda Van Eldick, a biomedical scientist supported by the American Health Assistance Foundation. I'm dedicated to educating the public because it's important for all of us to understand this debilitating disease. I conduct research aimed at discovering new and effective treatments for Alzheimer's disease. This is critical because every 70 seconds someone in America is diagnosed with Alzheimer's. That's more than a thousand people a day. Preliminary data show that exercise, a healthy diet, and keeping your mind active may help reduce your risk. At our website, ahaf.org, experts will answer your questions and address your concerns. Find out about promising research the Foundation funds and learn how to live with or care for someone with the disease. Call 1-800-437-2423 or go to ahaf.org for a free brochure on understanding Alzheimer's disease. That's 1-800-437-2423. The battle to generate more revenue could be as simple as a free IT assessment from Compel Consulting. You'll receive a customized report detailing opportunities to reduce risk, lower costs, increase productivity, and revenues. Compel Consulting simply wants to help you make more money. Schedule a free technology assessment with Compel today and be more productive tomorrow. Visit CompelledNetworks.com. Compel Consulting, professional IT solutions, just like having family in the IT biz. Teenage driver coming aboard your policy? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance about a good student discount. When other companies offer you only one solution, Madison's Prairie Land Insurance Agency offers you a wide array of personalized, affordable options. Is your current policy really the best? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance Agency, your local, independent, home and auto insurance agency. For your free insurance review, call 251-3009. 
Prairie Land Insurance Agency. Our best is the very least we can do. When asked to name his favorite family members, he asks if the animals in the barn count. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. It is a cold, snowy Monday morning, the Monday after Christmas here in Wisconsin, and we bring in ag meteorologist Stu Muck. Stu, how are you this morning? I'm doing just fine. How are you? I'm good. I was uh, driving home last night uh, from visiting uh, family for Christmas, and I got to say the roads were a little slick, and it looks like we could have some more of that weather throughout the week. There's going to be a little bit more of that coming up. You're absolutely right. And Tuesday, late in the day to Tuesday night, looks like the time. Winter weather advisory is in effect from noon Tuesday to midnight Tuesday at Eau Claire at La Crosse. The winter weather advisory noon Tuesday to mid or to noon on Wednesday. Boston, it's from 6 p.m. Tuesday to noon on Wednesday. A winter storm watch at Madison, a little more severe. Tuesday, 4 p.m. to noon Wednesday. Low pressure is going to build up out of the southwest, heading right towards southern Wisconsin, and it will lead to some snow. There'll be some snow amounts we're going to talk about. And, of course, in the far south, talking Madison and further south, maybe a little mix of some freezing rain into Wednesday as it draws to a close. Beyond that snow, the rest of the week does dry out a bit, and temperatures stay more like normal as we make our way on toward the end of the week. But this Tuesday night, Wednesday time pattern is one to watch. I'll have forecast details right after this. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin soybean community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. Hey, there goes Pam Yonke in her suburban truck across Wisconsin. Thanks to Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1965. And by your Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin exists to be a tireless advocate, marketer, and promoter for Wisconsin dairy farmers by growing demand for their dairy products. Keep up with Pam on social media, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook and Twitter, and at MidwestFarmReport.com. It's Josh Scramlin for the Midwest Farm Report on a Monday morning. I'm connected live via Skype with ag meteorologist Stu Muck. So Stu, you're saying we can get a little more snow. What else can we expect the next couple of days? Well, temperatures stay around normal or maybe even a little above toward Wednesday, but that's when things wrap up. Today, a few clouds to start with some sun breaking through. That's okay. Upper 20s for highs. West winds about 5 to 15. Some flurries this evening. A few more clouds roll in, partly cloudy, becoming more cloudy into Tuesday. Temperatures tonight, a few upper single digits, then low double digits. The west winds at 5 to 15. The clouds build in, the snow developing with those winter weather advisories in the west, the winter storm watch in the south. Snow develops tomorrow, will be in the mid-20s. Winds will become southeast about 5 to 10. 
Tuesday the night with more precipitation. By Wednesday, it's still a cloudy day. Maybe a little freezing rain and snow in the south ending in the day. Low 30s on Wednesday. Let's talk about it. Eau Claire and uh, La Crosse, I'd say 3 to 6 inches. Could be 4 to 8 at Mauston. And I'd say about 4 to 6 from Madison to Beaver Dam. And you look toward Oshkosh and Fond du Lac, maybe in the 2 to 4 inch range. So it's kind of heavier in that central Wisconsin area, Josh. But uh, it's one to keep an eye on. All right. Well, I would expect nothing less. And Stu, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Sounds good. Take care. All right. Yep. You have a good one. That is ag meteorologist Stu Muck. If you want to get more on all the stories you hear on the radio, you can go to MidwestFarmReport.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Whether it was Joe DiMaggio or Jackie Robinson. Rosa Parks or Sally Ride. Bogart or Brando. You're just the right age to do something important that you can be remembered for. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, you can register to become an organ and tissue donor. Surprised? You shouldn't be. Today, people of all ages and even with health conditions can sign up to donate the gift of life. And it's so important. Every age, every ethnicity is needed. If we all signed up, imagine the lives we could save. The families we could help. So whether you admire John Wayne or James Dean, Robert Redford or Roberto Clemente, Elvis Presley or Ella Fitzgerald, do something important that could make a real difference and change lives. Get the facts today and register to become an organ donor. Find out how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin soybean community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have Have you you ever ever had had sudden confusion, confusion, trouble speaking, or understanding understanding someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. 
Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't, don't wait, wait until, until it's, it's too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. You know truck duallys, but have you thought about a dual career providing the ability to farm and work for great benefits? From farm implement parts to medical equipment to power tools, Signacast builds the things that help build America. Work shifts allow for 78 fewer days at work per year. Signacast is now hiring production and maintenance employees at their Hartford location, a clean, high-tech workplace. Build your future at Signacast.com slash careers. Believe it or not, interest rates are the lowest in history, and now is the time to refinance. If you want to save some money on your mortgage every month, it's very quick and easy. Allow me to show you all of your options. Just give me a call, and we'll get the process started. Educated Mortgage, the Call Dan, the Mortgage Man. And MLS number 222-652. So I'm a concrete geek. What of it? When most kids were discovering Play-Doh and modeling clay, I had the privilege of playing with concrete. When you grow up in a family business centered around the concrete making process, it's only natural to be drawn to all the practical possibilities. I'm proud to be a concrete geek. The concrete producing company. Producing concrete foundations to maintain concrete relationships. All right, Robbie. Okay, it wasn't the prettiest of wins for the Packers over the Panthers. Aaron Jones showed up in a big way. What's your uh, final takeaway uh, on their win as they retain that number one seed in the NFC? Well, I mean, I, I think there's some things to clearly be worried about. You know, they are 11 and three, Evo, but I think something that a lot of fans overlook or maybe just you know, don't know or haven't paid attention to is we're 14 games into the season, Ebo. They've only played three teams with winning records. Um, obviously, that's going to change here coming down the stretch, not just not just Sunday night when they see Tennessee and maybe the Bears game, you know, the following week, but certainly in the playoffs when they're going to have to win a couple of games to make it to the Super Bowl. But, I mean, they, they beat the Saints in week three, a team that's 10-4 and four right now. They lost to the Colts. Um, and they lost to Tampa Bay, Evo. Colts, I think, are 10-4, and four, Tampa Bay's 9-5. and five. So they're 1-2, and two, Evo, against teams with winning records. So, it, you know, when, when a, a game like Saturday night finishes, you, you do clearly ask yourself, how good are these guys? And Rodgers himself said after the game, they haven't put together four consecutive quarters of good football um, throughout the course of, of this season. Now, uh, you know, the positive is obviously, from their perspective, they win the game, right? You look around the league, the Rams are losing to the Jets, right? The Steelers are losing to the Bengals. I mean, anything can happen in this league. They picked up another game on the Saints when the Saints lost to the Chiefs. So, big picture-wise, Evo, they're in great shape here coming down the stretch. I mean, a lot of people may not realize this, Evo, but they can lose Saturday night or Sunday night, I'm sorry. And as long as they beat the Bears in Week 17, they're going to be the number one seed uh, in the NFC. Um, they can afford an out-of-conference loss. Right now, they, they've got a one-game lead uh, on the Saints and the Seahawks, and the way the tiebreakers are going to work, if uh, 
you know, if they lose that Tennessee game, it's just not detrimental. It's it's not going to hurt them in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. The only thing that can hurt them coming home here is a loss to the Bears in terms of giving up that number one seed. We know how they've dominated Chicago during the Favre and now Rodgers era. I think I think Rodgers is twenty and five or something like that against them. I'd have to go look at the numbers again, but he's playing about eight hundred, you know, football against these guys, winning about eighty percent of the time. So it, it, it still clearly looks really good for a number one seed, Evo. But there's there's un, undoubtedly questions, right? As, as you head to the postseason, are these guys good enough to string together back to back wins in the playoffs against? I mean, let, let's just let's just say it outlines like this, Evo, where they open with Tampa Bay and then they have to beat the Saints or. Or maybe they open with the Seahawks and then have to play the Rams or whatever the scenario is. Do you feel good enough about them winning two straight home games against teams of that quality to reach the 55th Super Bowl? And and I would say right now that that that's kind of a coin flip, people. Yeah, it definitely is, Rob. All right, let's move. Let's advance the story then, because what's the Packers' Achilles' heel? You know, teams with winning records. We were talking about just there, or a team with you know a nasty front seven, or a team with a really good running back. We've seen what you know Delvin Cook has done. We saw what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did. What do you think Derrick Henry is going to do of the Tennessee Titans Sunday primetime against the Packers at Lambeau Field, Robbie? So Henry comes into this game, Evo, at 1,679 yards, right, which is 321 away from from 2,000. You think yeah. he's getting to 2,000? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I mean, he'd need a Ron Dean, Melvin Gordon. But if, if it were to happen, though, perhaps, if it were to happen, though, I, Robbie, wouldn't it happen against the Packers? If it's going to happen, it's probably going to happen Sunday night. No, you're, you're, you're spot on, Evo, <laughs> because they are going to run the guy 30 times. And, and the key for Green Bay, Evo, is they've got to keep this guy to like a buck 20, right? Not 210, something like that. I mean, Henry's as good as it gets. I mean, he, uh, again, kind of flip a coin between him and Cook in Minnesota. Um, in, in terms of the best running back in, in, in the league. But, you know, we're, we're talking 15 touchdowns, Ebo, over five yards to carry. Uh, I look at his last two games. He's he's 147 the other day against the Lions, and he comes out of that game early. He's 215 the week before against Jacksonville. So right there, Ebo puts him at, at, what, 362 in the last two weeks. He does that coming home and the old, down the stretch here, and he's going over 2,000 yards. I mean, so he's in the middle of, obviously of an all-time you know top 10 running back type of a season he's as good as it gets in this league uh packer nation fully understands the number one achilles heel of this defense is stopping the run um but again Evo, i i I go back to this and 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 again green bay has to prove that they've made strides in this area before the postseason right i mean the 49ers ran the ball against green bay 42 out of 50 times in that nfc championship game a man that knows any food tastes better when deep-fried and served on a stick. This is the Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. We'll get to your markets and your agribusiness news and all that good stuff in just a moment. But first, let's take a look at what happened on this day in history. It was on December 28, 1973, that President Richard Nixon signed the Endangered Species Act into law, which Nixon had actually been calling for the previous year, is considered one of the most significant and influential environmental laws in American history. And we've been talking about this act actually pretty recently here in Wisconsin because it was not all too long ago that the Department of the Interior delisted the gray wolf from the Endangered Species Act. And because of that, the Wisconsin DNR announced that in 2020, 
2021, we will have a gray wolf hunting season. And now you know. Again, my name is Josh Scramlin, and right now I am sitting behind the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, taking a look at what is happening in your world on a Monday. In a year that was anything but predictable, one constant held fast. America's farmers, and among them, Hereford breeders, not just here in Wisconsin, but all across the country. In this year-end report from the American Hereford Association, we learn how Hereford cattlemen and women grew the breed through 2020. Here's more from Jeff Earhart. Despite the unforeseen challenges of 2020, Hereford breeders in the American Hereford Association continue to add value to Hereford genetics. Year-end reports shared during the association's recent annual meeting show their efforts paid off. As the uh, commercial industry has uh, looked to add crossbreeding back into the programs to increase fertility, uh, longevity, disposition, all the things that are known in Hereford cattle, it's uh, obviously created a great opportunity for us. Ward reports the association experienced increases in registrations and memberships this fiscal year, while sale averages climbed. The real excitement within our breed and, and within our membership is, is in its growth, and it's seen growth uh, because the breeders have been committed to genetic improvement and providing the tools necessary to make the changes to produce the type of product that, that their customers need and then ultimately the consumer, right? So it's all-encompassing. A drive for genetic improvement includes a focus on the female, the association incorporated genomic information into its suite of maternal traits and female genotypes accounted for almost 60% of the 25,000 genotypes submitted to the organization during the fiscal year. So I really think that speaks highly uh, to our breeders' commitment to uh, really get the most out of the females that they're keeping. Uh, their focus is on the females, and that's apparent uh, by that statistic. You'll find uh, about a 20 to 25 percent, uh, up to a 30 percent increase in all of those maternal traits here in the last uh, three years. Positive trend lines don't stop there. The association reports tremendous strides in other economically relevant traits, including carcass. We've made incredible improvement in uh, post-weaning growth, uh, in product merit. Uh, that's evident in the, in the amount of cattle that are now grading well uh, in the Hereford breed. Benefits in conversion and cost of gain have more producers utilizing the association's commercial programs, like Hereford Advantage, to add value to Hereford and Hereford-influenced calves. This, as the certified Hereford beef brand celebrates its 25th anniversary in another successful year. No matter where you drive in the U.S., you find Hereford cattle. They're adaptable, uh, they work hard, they're efficient. And uh, we need efficient cattle uh, in these times and in our production system. Uh, and, and Hereford genetics thrive. The producers want it all, right? And so with Hereford, you can come home to Hereford, use a good, good Hereford genetics, and uh, take advantage of those uh, opportunities. Learn more from the American Hereford Association's virtual educational sessions in the 2020 annual meeting at Hereford.org. You'll find a series of highlights, including the presentation of more than $150,000 in scholarships, as well as breed honorees and other Hereford news. Virtual educational sessions are also available and cover topics from genomics to marketing. For the American Hereford Association, I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. 
All right, Jeff, thank you so much for that. Your markets from Chicago are straight ahead. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. Wondering where you can hear how milk contracts are doing at this time of day? Wonder no more. The Midwest Farm Report will be back with a market update in just moments. You know truck duallys, but have you thought about a dual career providing the ability to farm and work for great benefits? From farm implement parts to medical equipment to power tools, Signacast builds the things that help build America. Work shifts allow for 78 fewer days at work per year. Signacast is now hiring production and maintenance employees at their Hartford location, a clean, high-tech workplace. Build your future at Signacast.com slash careers. Hey, there goes Pam Yonke in her suburban truck across Wisconsin. Thanks to Cleary Building Corporation. They protect what you value. Visit clearybuilding.com to see the Cleary difference. Equity Livestock Co-op. Marketing your livestock, financing your operation, and supporting the livestock community. And Wisconsin Farm Bureau, the state's largest general agriculture organization. Join now at wfbf.com. Keep up with Pam on social media. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook and Twitter and at midwestfarmreport.com. He takes being called a pig as a compliment because he knows that they're smarter than most dogs and people. This is the Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. We'll take a look at your opening markets from Chicago in just a second. But first, let's cover all the bases on a Monday morning and take a look at your agribusiness news. It's a trend in real estate that we are seeing more and more of. Folks from the city are wanting to move out to rural communities. And whatever the reasoning may be, some people just want to get out of an urban area. With that, though, people are moving out to these parts of the state that don't have the best broadband, meaning that they are having connectivity issues especially when it comes to hopping online, and that's not something that they're used to. Tom Vilsack, who is a former Secretary of Agriculture and is also the current nominee to become the next Secretary of Agriculture, says that to some people these issues may be new, but for Wisconsin's farmers, it's an issue that has went on for too long. The expansion of broadband not only impacts and affects farmers so that they have real-time information on the market, but it also impacts the ability to have distance learning because the school's shut down and there's a problem with the school. You need that Internet access. Uh, If you're a doctor in a small town, You'd like to have that internet access so that you can consult with uh, experts in tertiary care centers in large uh, metropolitan areas. So it's critically important to the quality of life. That is former Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack in a recent interview with Farm Director Pam Yonke. And in other news, China imported a record amount of corn in November, giving rise to optimism that prices may be getting into their longest rally since 1988. China bought 12 times more corn last month than in 2019. And customs data shows that for the first 11 months of 2020, imports more than doubled to 9 million tons. That is passing China's World Trade Organization commitments of 7.2 million tons for the first time in history. And now let's take a look at your markets from Chicago. March corn is up a penny at 452, while May corn is up one and a half cents at 453 and a quarter. January beans are down three cents at 1260 and a half. And March beans are down one and three quarters of a cent at 1262 and three quarters of a penny. As for wheat, March wheat is up one and a quarter at 628 and a quarter. And May wheat is at 627 and a half. That is up one and three quarters of a cent. As for dairy, butter's unchanged at 152 and a half. Block cheddar's down five pennies at 159 and three quarters. While Cheddar Barrel is down nine cents at 146 and a half. And then as for your class three fluid milk contracts, January milk is up 32 cents at 1698 
while February milk is up 41 cents at 18.10. I've got a really fun, different type of story coming up for you here in just a second. I catch up with a gentleman who grew up on a farm back in the 30s and 40s and befriended a historical figure along the way. That story is straight ahead. Can't get enough farm news? The stories you hear and more 24-7 at MidwestFarmReport.com. Stay tuned as we'll be right back. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Recently, I moved to Wisconsin, and I decided that it was time to change up my insurance. And after a bit of searching, it was pretty obvious that I needed to go with Rural Mutual Insurance. This is Josh Gramlin from the Midwest Farm Report. Not only did I want a great rate and even better coverage, but I wanted a Wisconsin-based insurance company that protects and supports our Wisconsin farmers and agribusiness community. To find out what Rural Mutual can do for you, do what I did and go to RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling the shine and diamonds but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days they may have that traditional feel that traditional customer service but they also have the new modern looks of today stop in and take a look at their jewelry case talk to the staff find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create go online goodmansjewelers.com When asked to name his favorite family members, he asks if the animals in the barn count. This is the Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. I know I've said it before, but I'll say it again. I am originally from Michigan, and don't worry, I'm not a Michigan or a Michigan State fan, okay? So we can get that right out of the way. But when I was home recently, I caught up with one of my good family friends. His name is George Mann. He is 84 years old, and he has lived a pretty interesting life. When he was growing up on a farm, his family became very friendly with Henry Ford. Yes, like the guy that created the modern automobile, that Henry Ford. And if you don't believe me, well, just ask George. Henry Ford was involved with water power. He got interested in these small towns. And we were living on a, renting a farm downtown, and it was 320-acre farm. So he bought the farm. He was old then. But he was still interested in agriculture. And uh, he would come out, and this was before World War II. <clears throat> he used to come to the farm, and he'd go in the house and sit and bother my mother and talk to her. Well, he don't stop doing anything, just keep doing what you're doing. He'd sit and watch it. He enjoyed that. He'd go sit in the barn. And uh, so then I was, I guess six, seven years old. 
and he would come out in a black four-door Ford car, and his bodyguards would come behind in all in big Lincolns. And so he'd get me in the car, and we'd drive back to Deer Lake. There was a good road through our property back to frontage on Deer Lake, and I used to ride back there with him, and he'd say, now, how far over here do we own? How far is it to Deer How much do we own on Deer Lake? And I didn't know any of that stuff. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh, and I, the thing that I really remember about it, the few times I did that, he always had a big bottle of Ferner's ginger ale mm-hmm. in his car and Dixie cups, and we'd have a cup full of ginger ale. Okay, so not only did you guys know Henry Ford personally, not only did, did you know him growing up and was he around your farm, but uh, did you guys ever get the sense that he was this very, very wealthy man? I remember my dad always farmed with horses and did all the farm work with horses. And Henry Ford says, told Dad, he said, you know, you have to have a tractor. So one day, truck pulled in with a brand new Ford tractor, a disc, a two-bottom plow, and a spring-tooth drag. Dad says, what's this? Truck driver said, I was just told to dump it here. And so he left it in the yard, and Dad didn't know what to do with it. And so Henry Ford came out, and a few days later, a week or so later, and said, you have, haven't used that tractor yet. And he said, I didn't know I was supposed to. Well, I got it here for you to use. And Dad said, I don't know how to drive that tractor. I've never been around a tractor. A week or so later, a car pulled in. Guy got out of the car and he says, I'm here to uh, teach you how to drive that tractor and I'm supposed to stay here as long as it takes until you learn. And he was a Ford employee so that we had that tractor until, well, we moved off the farm. When you were a kid, you were six or seven when Henry Ford was hanging around your guys' place. Mm -hmm. At the time, were you comprehending that this was one of the most important people in history or was he just an old guy? Not really. He was just a good old guy oh and when he was around our place he was just a normal old guy he was asking a lot of questions all the time but he liked to sit in the barn with the cows or something or sit in the house with my mother and just talk about farming why do you think he took such a liking to you guys and did stuff such as drop off the tractor well i think he was interested in agriculture mm-hmm. and he owned the farm and my dad was working with horses draft horses and he was trying to convert you know uh, farmers into mechanized tractors and uh, combines balers and things and I think that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. it, uh, I I don't know any other reason but <laughs> he just uh, but he liked he liked the old farm in one way but he wanted to try to modernize it if he could. And it wasn't just tractors that Henry Ford was helping out with when it came to George and his family back in the late 30s, early 40s. He offered my dad this farm here where we're sitting now, 63 acres. Had the old farmhouse and there was a huge big barn. So old Henry Ford says, I'll sell you that farm, but I want the barn because all the timbers were wooden pegged hand hewn timbers in the barn. And my dad says, well, a farm is no good without a barn. Mm-hmm. He said, well, I'll give you a barn to go along with it if you want it. And so he 
He had the barn move from down there and moved up here. But George's involvement with Ford didn't stop right there as he eventually became an employee for Ford Tractor in a career that spanned over 30 years with the company and saw him retire as a vice president within Ford Tractor. Started as a, as a test driver. We had NAA tractors with Vickers vein pumps on them and two bottom plows. And we plowed up every bit of ground around here that we could get. So then I, I stayed on, and I went from a test driver to engineering department into the service department, and for a short time into advertising, sales promotion, and back to the service department, and that's where I retired. So I had a long career with Ford. I, part of the Ford operation since I was six or seven years old until I was old enough to retire. If you had to give me maybe your best moment of your career, I know that's a very broad question, but what was like something you did and you're like, I've made it, this is the best thing ever? I I think one of the the highlights was when I was in test engineering, and it was interesting to test products and find out exactly where the flaws were mm-hmm. and try to uh, work with suppliers and engineering engineers to redesign them. And I had a lot of, it was a lot of good time there. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in sales promotion, I, I got all new equipment. We used to go out and photograph them, different areas of the country. Mm-hmm. And when we had... Uh, front-end loaders. We went to the Miami airport and did a lot of photography on in the uh, airport down there. I have a picture down someplace around here. Uh, we were on the, one of the big horse farms in Lexington, Kentucky, photographing a Ford tractor and a rotary mower. So the farm manager wouldn't let us in the field with the horses. We wanted the horses in the background and you know, on the tractor. So I had that picture, and the farm manager is standing down in the corner. You can just barely see him. He's holding the horses back there. And I drove the tractor in. We took some pictures of it, and we never did turn the cutter on. We were afraid we were going to hit a horse. <laughs> but there was times. I had a lot of good a lot of good experiences with Ford Tractor. What a cool conversation. It was great to sit down with George, and I've known him all my life, but there's not a lot of opportunities where you get to sit down and ask people questions like that. So I guess my biggest takeaway uh, to tell you, the listener, is that for the people in your life, just ask them questions about their upbringing and what's the coolest thing that they've ever done. You might be surprised, because if you saw George, you would never, ever think that, oh, that guy knew Henry Ford growing up. Just thought I would uh, change things up a bit this morning and share that story with you. And if you dig agricultural history, I would highly encourage you to check out our Century and Sesquicentennial Farm Salute on our website right now, and that is brought to you by Compure Financial and the All of Us Research Program. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. Can't get enough farm news?